Netflix. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell. And today we are talking about two new-ish horror movies, Werewolves Within and Malignant. But first, let's catch up. I have been reading some good books. I recently started um, The Song of Achilles, which I know everyone and their mom has read at this point. Um, I'm enjoying that so far. But I've also been reading two books by the author George Saunders, who I think most famously wrote Lincoln and the Bardo. Um, And I just really enjoy his writing. And the first book is called The 10th of December. And it's, I think, his first collection or second collection of short stories. Um, And they uh, range in topic and theme pretty broadly, but they're all kind of interconnected by his kind of offbeat Um, observations about America and capitalism. And uh, I just really, really enjoyed them. I described one to you last night at a party that made me cry, uh, like to talk about sad uh, short stories in public. Um, And then the other book by George Saunders that I've been reading before bed is called A Swim in the Pond in the Rain. And he teaches, he's a professor at uh, Syracuse University in their MFA in creative writing department. And he has a course where he teaches five, um, I mean, he teaches multiple um, Russian short stories, short stories by Russian authors. And this book is him picking out five of those stories. And basically the format is it's you read the story and then you read like his thoughts on the story or like why it's important um, or like what it does well in terms of style and writing. And also just like, um, like, I don't know. It's good. It's really good. I enjoyed the 10th of December a lot, but the Russian short story book, I am also enjoying it. But every time I pick it up to read it, I fall asleep. There's something about it that is making very powerful in its <laughs> abilities to put me asleep. That's nice, though. It is nice. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> I, I, it's the Russian short stories that are making me sleepy. It's not George Sanders Saunders. It's the Russian short stories. I don't know why. For some reason, I start reading about these Russian peasants and I'm just conked out. Um <laughs> I also started watching recently two Halloween-y um, movie uh, TV shows because tis the season. Mm-hmm. One of them is Mike Flanagan's newest thing for Netflix, Midnight Mass. Are you going to watch? Yeah. You know, I have been disappointed by him before. I was disappointed by The Haunting of Hill House. And I also did not love Dr. Sleep. I feel like he gets kind of sentimental. His brand of horror is very like sentimental to me and very what? like Did he do Hush? Yes. I and I liked Hush. We should watch Oculus. Yeah, we should watch Oculus. I haven't seen Oculus. I did really enjoy Hush. And I think Hush is like the pr- property of his I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Um but my older sister Julia kind of has similar gripes with him and she told me that she enjoyed Midnight Mass more than his other um, TV shows for Netflix. So I started watching and it's kind of his familiar cast of characters, mm-hmm. um, including Zach Guilford, who is Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights. And he has mm-hmm. not been in anything in a really long time. So I was really happy to see him working and he looks great. Um, he'll always be Matt Saracen, but got, thank God another paycheck is coming for him. <laughs> um, and then the other TV show I've started watching recently is Over the Garden Wall, which is an animated show. It's on HBO Max now, but it was originally put out for Cartoon Network. And it's about two half-brothers, Wirt and Greg, who get lost in like a fairy tale woods. Um, 
and there's a little twist at the end about the brothers, but uh, I think people really love this show and associate it with this time of year, so I'm I'm happy I'm finally getting around to watching it. Yeah, I should rewatch that because it is such a it's so cute and charming, but also kind yes. of spooky and just weird. So yeah, it's it definitely tre- treads that line, like a little scary for kids, uh, mm. but maybe like in the good necessary way. It's it is to be scared as a child. And I think Elijah Wood actually has a pretty good voice acting abilities. Um, mm. Like we've talked about on the show before. I hate when like people get cast because they're like just famous celebrities, but they don't really bring anything to a voice acting role. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he has a very distinct sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think about are all of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings doing British accents or are they doing like just a different accent? I need to watch a video. Well, about that's that. the thing, too. And we've talked about this before, but is it like old timey, or yeah. is it is English it just fantasy accent? You know, like <laughs> what does it mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know either. And I'm sure someone has made a long, like, 35 minute YouTube about it. So maybe I'll seek that out. True, <laughs> or like a book, even or a, or a book. Who knows? Mackenzie, <laughs> what are you into this week? Um. So, uh, the first thing is the show The Chestnut Man, which is a short, it's only six episodes, show on Netflix. It's Danish, um, and it's about, you know, a serial killer. (laughs) Oh, man. Who uh, is killing, like, moms. Um, So, it's like, you know, it's like a very like familiar genre of tv and but i liked it you know i liked the mystery i was like who's it gonna be what's gonna happen next you know Mm -hmm. so i was into it for that and i think like it was uh i think who the killer is wasn't very satisfying to me but it does have a happy ending love it and um uh it, the chestnut men are like these creepy little things that children make and out of chestnuts they make like little men like and put twigs in it and like bore holes into the chestnuts and it's like this thing that i guess everyone in denmark does um and they're just really scary looking so yeah i, I think they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like a it was like a kind of a unique in that way um and I feel like unique in that it had a happy ending in the way that it did. I mm-hmm. was not expecting that. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, it is difficult to watch like abuse and murder and stuff. It had a happy ending because they all have universal health care. <laughs> they don't live in America. Fuck uh, yeah. Um, the second thing I'm into is the video game Sable, which... I heard about because Japanese Breakfast did the soundtrack um, for it. And I don't have an Xbox. And I guess I could get it for my computer. I don't know. But I was playing it at my boyfriend's house. (laughs) And it... um, So I could only play a little bit of it before I had to leave his house. But I was really enjoying it. I feel like um, the soundtrack obviously... It's so, so good. good. Uh, I really like the art style. I felt like um, 
the dialogue was a little bit uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also, it sort of, and the reason I think that is because it was like telling you how to feel as the yeah. characters, um, yeah. stable, which I didn't love. Um, but I think that the more I played, the less they had of that. Like they had a lot of that in the beginning when you're like in the initial like training camp type situation okay. like you're at the home base but that's about as far that, as i got yeah yeah when you leave that it, it is less um mm-hmm. and it it the gameplay is a lot like breath of the wild which is the zelda game for switch i've a lot of people play that um but without combat so it's mm. just like super relaxing and like yeah, exploratory totally. and the premise of the game is you play a person named sable who every every person in this world like leaves their home base to go on their like gliding journey or something that's what it's called and you get like gliding powers so you can like like float almost it Mm -hmm. and that is similar i would say to like the leaf gliding function in zelda games um and you're just gliding around. It's super chill. Um, and just seeing really cool landscapes. Like I said, the art style is really cool. Yeah. So that's Sable. I'm, I wish I could play it at home. Um, but maybe I'll see if I can get it on my computer. I don't know. Oh, nice. Um, I, and also just to, it also, it is sort of clunky. Like you can tell there are some updates that need to be made. I just feel like I should say that. Um, and then the third thing I'm watching Great British Bake Off from the beginning again, like I do every year. So that's been taking up all of my free time. <laughs> um, and I think that it's so uh, it it like fulfills so many needs for me. Like it is this like warm almost like found family feeling Mm. and so it's nice to just like have on in the background and you're like listening to i live alone so right now not in a week but yeah (laughs) um so it's nice to have this sort of like chatter in the background that's like super like comforting and just everyone's nice and supportive to each other I also just love baking, so it's doing that for me. Um, I, a lot of the shit is really weird, but a lot of it's cool, too. Like, a lot of the bread stuff is very cool, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's such a skill. Yeah, and also, I just have a terrible memory, and every time it's like I'm watching it for the first time. So it's just, <laughs> I've watched it every the, uh, year highs, for, like, yeah. four years or something. That's so and I just... Like, sometimes I can remember who wins the season, <laughs> but not even that sometimes. Sometimes it's a true surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so funny. I've been really enjoying it. Oh, love that for you and for us. Um, <laughs> and I'm very excited to talk about one of these movies. <laughs> but let's jump into it. The first movie we're talking about is Werewolves Within from, you know, 2021, because they're both new. So, yeah. <laughs> Ranger Finn is new to Beaverfield, a small town nestled on a mountain, but he quickly comes to find himself enmeshed in town drama and a bloody mystery. 
where a power-hungry executive tries to lure the citizens of Beaverfield into endorsing a gas pipeline, a werewolf stalks the town. But just which of the townspeople is the werewolf? Just a good question that I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like the plot of the movie. Yeah, so this is based on a video game, but it's Mm -hmm. a virtual reality video game. Mm -hmm. Have you heard, did you hear about it at all? No. Okay, I was reading an interview with the director, Josh Rubin, and he said it's a social deduction game where there's like no action. You're just trying to just figure out who is the werewolf based on like clues, like kind of like clue, but yeah, virtual okay. reality, which okay. sounds really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of press called this one of the most successful video game adaptations into a movie, which now that I've seen it, I'm like, it was the bar super low. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've I've seen like World of Warcraft uh movies. I watched yeah. that uh Prince Prince What's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? And Prince the, Caspian? No. no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. He's like plays an Arabic person and it's really bad. Yeah. Is it I don't remember what it's called. Prince something. It's rough. I saw it on my birthday it's bad. one year. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like 2009 because of jake gyllenhaal yeah because of jake yeah gyllenhaal. <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah you know just some horny teenage girls um so okay the bar is super low for yeah. a movie based on a video game we are establishing this one is by this guy named josh rubin who if you look at him for a long time you'd be like he's familiar looking He's an actor, and he also has had a couple of videos go viral on TikTok. I remember maybe a year ago, like, having seen some of his TikToks, then someone else pointed out, like, online, like, isn't it crazy this director is, like, big on TikTok? And I was like, what? Like, kind of like the reverse order of how things normally happen? Yeah. Um, I recently watched his other horror comedy that just came out called Scare Me, and the I did not finish it. The premise is... Uh, two writers it's a it's a good premise two writers are um in alone in the woods and cabins next to each other the one writer a young woman is a very successful horror novelist who's like the next stephen king and then the dude also played by josh rubin is like a wannabe writer who's not published yet and the power gets knocked out so they go into one cabin and start telling each other spooky stories um Mm -hmm. which sounds like a good premise but they were just okay and I feel like this movie was just okay. Right? Yeah, I think so too. I initially, I I kind of liked it at the beginning, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when I thought a lot of the like side characters were super annoying and yes. not in a funny way. Like I think yes. they were supposed to be funny, but I just didn't think that they were funny. Yeah. Um, and. So it was just grating to be yes. uh, like locked in a house with them then and just not enjoyable. <laughs> totally 100% agree. Sometimes when you're like introduced to a cast of characters, especially when you're supposed to be in a small town and they have like mm-hmm. very theatrical outsized personalities, mm-hmm. there can be like fun riffing on the type of stereotypes that you are introduced to or come mm-hmm. to expect. But these characters were introduced as like stereotypes, like archetypes and tropes, Mm -hmm. like the gay couple or the Mm -hmm. hick couple. Uh, And then there was no complication 
or mm-hmm. upon that or like mm-hmm. anything clever. Like they were just like, we're the gay couple and we're going to like, right. I don't know, be sassy and kind of like cold, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do think the only laughs I got out of this movie oh, were true. from, I don't know the actor's name. Harvey <laughs> Gillen, who plays, um, Guillermo. Um, yeah, We do in the shadows. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know his name. I was just like, we, I was thinking that exact same point that we laughed. We both had like one laugh while watching. Yeah. 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 And I think just cause he's a really good actor and I yeah. think he almost like played it straight at some yes. parts, which I thought worked. Worked. Yeah. And probably more, more people should have done that. I don't know. Um, yeah. 100% agree. Um, <laughs> Sam Richardson plays the the lead, Ranger Finn. I really like Sam Richardson. He's a frequent collaborator with Tim Robinson, who's like my favorite person ever. <laughs> and also was on Veep as kind of a breakout um, character on Veep. And it's, this was really a shame because he was the reason I was excited to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And I had really hoped this would be like a really good vehicle for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't really get to do anything particularly fun in it. Mm -hmm. I think it was just the writing overall that really suffered. We kind of talked about this already, but there weren't any like real jokes Mm -hmm. there. Like I, I really appreciate comedy where a joke, the construction is like almost like sneaking up on you Mm -hmm. and, um, they come like pretty rapidly, Mm -hmm. but this movie to me had just, no joke construction. It was all like the joke is that they have a silly sounding voice. Right. Or they said it in a silly sounding way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Didn't do it for me. Not not funny to me. And I think that it also is just like even like us, even the silly voices were just all the time. So it was like, there was no break from it. It was just like relentless. Even for Sam's character, who is uh-huh. like the like main, he's the protagonist. He is like the quote unquote mm-hmm. like normal one, I guess. Yeah, the straight uh, man. Yeah, but even him, he's just like super like bubbly in a way that yeah. is just like doesn't seem real. I don't know. Yeah, and they try to do like a little bit of a character arc with him. Like when we're introduced to him, he's trying to like man up. I did that in quotes Um, because a girlfriend broke up with him for being like too much of a pushover and a nice guy. And that is kind of like weakly done as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Milana uh, Weintraub as Cecily, the co-lead of the movie, Mm -hmm. who is recognizable from her AT&T commercials. And Mm -hmm. I also thought she was a a good actress and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. her, the effort she gave this performance. Yeah. But I also was just like, didn't know what they were trying to accomplish again with this character. Yeah, I totally agree. I do think she is a good actress and it was like nice to see her do something outside of the AT&T commercials. Yeah. Like I, good for her, you know, and she's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, you're totally right. It's the writing is like pretty bad. I mm-hmm. think that she writes, so they have like kind of a romance, Sam and mm-hmm. Cicely, or no, Ranger Finn and Cicely. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it happens really quickly, but it's still cute. I thought, uh, but then she rightly gets like mad at him for talking to his ex girlfriend, yeah. 
and then they have like some conflict but then at the end we'll just spoil it i guess she is the werewolf (laughs) yeah um and she her she's like ugh, i hate when men like touch the small of my back it just makes me like want to kill them and like she like does it's so weird (laughs) it is weird they give her what i described as like a gone girl-esque cool girl speech yeah 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 she's like you didn't think it was super unrealistic for me to be this perfect girl who was interested in you and i was like is that what what was happening like that's not what it seemed like was happening Um, also like he was cute and like he was very nice like he wasn't me exactly (laughs) and also she was like her whole thing was like i was acting like an unrealistic like a man's vision of the perfect woman, but Mm -hmm. the way she was acting was totally in line with like the zany world of the town. It wasn't like apparent that she was like putting on a performance. And this movie, I think also quite disappointingly just failed to be scary or have good werewolf content. In my opinion, I totally agree. I, especially the, so there's not enough werewolf content. I agree with you there, but even the werewolf, like a, uh, look is bad. I yes. think she's yes. just like, and they save it until the very end. Yeah, she just has like longer hair mm-hmm. and like a nose, and like that's it. Kind not of. a good werewolf look. No, and, not at all. And there's, it's not even like the werewolf does that much throughout the film. Um, I think there's a movie to be made similar to this where it is kind of like Clue, and people are trying to figure out who the werewolf is that could be both funnier and scarier. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of reviews kind of comparing Josh Rubin and these two movies he's done to um, Edgar Wright's Coronetto trilogy, you know, like Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, Hot Fuzz, and then the third one that I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but those movies are really fun and gory and scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't think that's a good comparison. <laughs> um, an interesting part of David Ehrlich's review of this movie on IndieWire is um, he said there's little mention of the fact that Flynn is, Finn is the only black person in a lily white town, but his presence contributes to the already percolating fear of the other that threatens to rip Beaverfield apart. Um, and that brings up something else that I thought was weird about this movie is that the setup for discontent in the town, other than the werewolf, is this pipeline that's going to be built and some people in the town have agreed to the pipeline, meaning they'll kind of get like a buyout from the oil and gas company. And then other people are resisting. Um, and there's a scientist who's there to kind of prove the destruction of to the environment the pipeline would cause. Ranger Finn is there to oversee the building of it. But like that never goes anywhere or mm-hmm. never kind of like connects with the werewolf plot line. Right. In any way. It's so weird. Yeah, because the... Ex- exec the oil exec is supposed to also be like a werewolf hunter yeah weirdly super weird and yeah and it seemed like it was just like an opportunity for the writers to be like haha like red america and blue america like people are gonna say the word trigger and antifa because they don't get along because of this environmental issue Mm -hmm. um yeah so didn't love that overall just a meh movie kind of a letdown thought it was going to be good cute fun with werewolves yeah i agree it, could, it just needed to be like punched I, up. yeah like smarter i think yeah. like the idea is you know good like you said but mm-hmm. it just wasn't well executed um and like it had good actors in it too you know it could have been 
mm-hmm. better. And I also liked the like setting of a town and like yeah. that weird like mansion slash hotel that they were all in. I actually thought in the beginning when we first saw the house <laughs> that it was going to be this yeah. other video game that I had played called Ooh. Until Dawn because it has like a um house that looks like that on a snowy mountain where they have to like stay they have to like stay alive until until dawn <laughs> Ooh, that sounds fun yeah it, it was a really good video game and it had like a similar like uh you know setting and just like horror vibe i guess but it was actually like good and scary <laughs> was this an ad for a video game did we just watch a long ad to play a virtual reality game fuck i don't know because uh, i did see that the company approached josh rubin Okay. Yeah. We were well, scammed. We were scammed. People like this movie. I like heard about this movie though. Yeah. Like, right? Like people were talking pe- pe- about it. People were just starved this summer for yeah. movies to come out. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> people have just been waiting for so long for new films. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump into one star reviews? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'll start. The titled Promised Werewolves as in plural, more than one. <laughs> But there's only one singular werewolf, and it only appears right at the end. But it's one hell of a werewolf, right? Really powerful and hard to kill, right? No. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. They're, ro- they're right. Is it also they're- like, were the werewolves supposed to be werewolves within? Is that supposed to be like a comment on I guess we so. all have a werewolf within? Yeah, and, like, they also tried to be, like, you have to be a good neighbor to each other. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Rough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the second one is horrible. So horrible. Bad. Bad, terrible. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that one because it was poetic in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is I non-comedy do. political correctness at its worst. Not worth the time. I love when we stumble into reviews like this because I'm like, this movie is not political at all. <laughs> it's like the most mild political humor ever. Yeah. How is it politically correct? Is it that a black person exists in it? <laughs> it's just crazy. Mackenzie, what are your final thoughts and rating for Werewolves Within? Um... I really didn't like this movie. I guess I'll give it like a a four. Yeah. Wow, we're so on the same page. <laughs> I think the biggest disappointment was that it was like kind of boring too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, like I liked Guillermo in it, <laughs> whose name I forgot again. He's so charming. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I liked like, the setting. And I thought it had a good idea, but just bad. Yeah, just agreed. I'm going to give it a four as well. I think it was a really, it's a good cast. Right. Good setting. Good idea. Even the writing was just not there for me. And I Mm -hmm. maybe don't like Josh Rubin is what I'm discovering. Yeah. Maybe he should stick to TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? We get to talk about Malignant next. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Malignant also from 2021. Madison Lake can't remember much of her childhood. But when a mysterious figure kills her abusive husband, the past comes rearing back to haunt her. Madison begins to experience eerie visions of a serial killer murdering his victims. With the help of her sister, Sydney, Madison realizes that her childhood imaginary friend, Gabriel, is back with a vengeance. 
honestly, like if you haven't seen Malignant and you're listening to this, I would say stop and listen to Malignant rather than have it spoiled for you. Yeah, go watch it right now. Act like gonna- at, in theaters, I guess, because yes, I would have enjoyed seeing this in theaters too. Um, yeah, the full That's experience. A good time of year to do it. Go see mm-hmm. a horror movie. Yeah, in theaters, get your butt in the seat. Mackenzie, did you have any idea what you were getting into when you started watching this film? Did you have any of it spoiled? No. Well, someone said on Twitter, the spoiler is in the name of the movie. And I was like, okay, is it like a cancer? I was like, it's a cancer that's making her go crazy and see visions. I thought that that so that was my theory. That's a good theory, though. I thought when I was we started it when I was trying to like work out what the twist would be, I immediately was like, okay, he was her twin, but I did not see it wow. coming that he was the twin inside of her. Just okay. crazy. Did not see that one coming. Um, it's they it has this really gothic, silly opening with like an institute uh, of scientists by <laughs> the seaside yeah. in like a castle. Yeah. Um, it's just a really fun way to open the film. This movie is directed by James Wan and written by Akella Cooper uh, and co-written by Wan's wife, Ingrid Bisu, who is also appears in the movie as like the forensic scientist who has a crush on the detective. Yeah. And from what I understand, Ingrid Bisu had the idea for this movie and yeah. was married to James Wan. It was like, I have an idea for a movie. And then they hired a screenwriter. And that's a pretty good life that she has. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> get a movie kicked off like this. Um, <laughs> this movie also was kind of heralded as a neo-giallo giallo, um, mm-hmm. movie. And I watched it for a second time this morning. And I was kind of like thinking about that more on upon my second watch. Mm-hmm. And... I think this movie just works for me and hits a lot of the notes that I look for in a horror movie because it's kind of emulating my favorite horror movies like Suspiria Mm -hmm. and Dario Argento's other movies. Um, And I also just feel like we have had to watch so many very serious horror films Mm -hmm. that are high concept and just like laden with very adult themes, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Hereditary mm-hmm. and Candyman and all these other movies. And this movie was just like, I'm just going to be fucking crazy. <laughs> and just and be fun. nuts. And fun. And fun. That's the important part, too. Mm-hmm. It Does this movie know it's bad? I don't know. But. I think it they, does. I think mm-hmm. it knows that it's like over the top. Yeah. Because like. And the reason I think that is because of the exact moment that we both pointed out when Madison tells her sister, I'm adopted. And the camera zooms into uh, the sister's face, Sydney's face. Well, is it playing the where is my mind? Yes. Okay. The the other thing is it has (laughs) there's a where is. The, for the pixies where's my mind like motif throughout the whole movie and it's so funny it's so funny every time it starts i'm like it's happening yeah <laughs> and i think i th- i do think this movie is like really smart like i think it knew yeah. like i do think it knew what it was doing i think yes. it knew what it was doing with the where's my mind thing because i think mm-hmm. it was like leading us off the scent sort of because like i said that like that yeah. sort of to me i was like oh she's like She's the murderer. 
because she's yeah. doing all this shit and she's like and going crazy, I guess, because she doesn't know where her mind is <laughs> and whatever. Yes. But we, I was wrong. I did not see it coming. I did not oh. see the parasitic twin. <laughs> <laughs> And the the design of Gabriel is, like, really fun and mm-hmm. just something I haven't seen recently, too, both mm-hmm. in how his body moves and, like, when you see the older f- video footage of yeah. him as a child, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they accomplished it. So he moves backwards because he's mm-hmm. on the back of her head. Yeah. Uh, and they thought that just smushing, literally smushing his face and back into her skull and closing it up would solve the problem. Yeah. Um, and he, so he like uses her body in reverse basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes for a really eerie movement. Yeah. Um, and they accomplished it mostly through practical effects and through contortions, yeah. which is so rad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Ingrid Bisu was like, it would not be cool if it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it would lose its yeah. cool factor. And I was like, exactly. you're exactly right. <laughs> she was so right. And uh, <laughs> it just looks so insane. Too. Yeah. It does look so, it's so, um, I think in one of the things that we read, in Screen Rant review, he says uh, there's not that many jump scares and that instead Juan chooses to highlight the inhuman ways in which Gabriel mm. moves and wallowing and Maddie's increasingly anguished confusion, confusion surrounding her circumstances, mm. which I think is like cool. I think it is like super freaky to see the Gabriel's like body movements like yeah. be backwards and stuff. Um, and I also think it is like... Uh, like kind of maddening to watch Maddie be like taken over. LOL, Maddie. It's like when Maddie. you, I, yeah, Maddie. I uh, I feel like um, horror that upsets me sometimes is about like the body being taken over in like disgusting ways. Mm-hmm. Like District Nine really upset me the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a similar ick factor to exactly to like when Gabriel appears in the back yeah. of her head. Ew. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was rewatching it this morning and there's this scene where her adopted mother and sister are like uncovering the videotapes of her childhood and mm-hmm. they both like really legit scream when they yeah. see Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like ah. Um, there's a lot of good screaming in this movie. The actress who plays Madeline um, does some just really great classic horror movie heroine work, in my mm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did read some review that was like Madison's character. Like, there's not much to go off of in regards to Madison's character, and mm-hmm. I was like, what more do you need? Like. <laughs> This is what the movie is doing, you know? Like, yeah. we can't stop and talk about her abusive husband. Like, we have to keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, that's just, like, over now, okay? We're moving on. Um, yeah. And another part that just made me giggle so hard is that she has these pretty distinctive bangs, like a really mm-hmm. big bang. Um, <laughs> and the detective, Kiko Shaw, Kikoa Shaw, who's also great. Kakoa. Kikoa Shaw uh, finds this picture of her as a child and she also has these gigantic ass bangs and they're like it's her <laughs> well at first they're like who is it yeah at first they're like who could this be and it's like look at the bangs okay yeah. <laughs> she's had one haircut her whole life um, it's a good I think look that, yeah a really good look and I think that she does a good job um, of uh, you know, kind of seeing seeming both like very vulnerable in a way that also harkens back to Neo Jala movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but uh, I wanted to read this uh, piece of an article by Ricardo Serrano about uh, Malignant. And he said, at a surface level, Italian Giallo fans will feel right at home with Malignant. The neon-lit kill sequences, the ultra-violence, the twisted-filled killer mystery, and the ridiculously bizarre plot developments, which err on the side of the nonsensical in most cases, all strike close to traditions established by the titans of giallo filmmaking. And he also points out that the big departure uh, between this movie and the classic films that it's emulating is the distance Juan puts between the camera and the killer. Malignant sees Juan pull the camera back to let audiences try and make out the nature and method of this killer, something classic giallo abhors. Uh, we can appreciate Gabriel's strange body language and how wrong it looks and how intrusive his takeover really is. Um, yeah, I think it's just like such a great tribute to those movies. I think also the where's my mind motif reminds me of Giallo a little bit too. Yes. Like just the way that they, uh, like the treatment of the song. It's very like Goblin-esque. Yes, <laughs> like Goblin did totally. the Yeah soundtrack yes Um, totally and like the neon and like kind of like the soft rainy atmosphere the whole time too Mm -hmm. uh really love that i also honestly did really like some of the sentimental elements of this movie too uh Mm -hmm. even you know like they're cardboard characters but that's Mm -hmm. fine like i'm not looking for this movie to be like my gilmore girls um (laughs) i liked when madison at the end of the film like lifts a hospital bed off of her sister Mm -hmm. who's being crushed and yeah. it's like, it was my body this whole time. Like, I'm strong, yeah, too. I like that, too. I, re- I really like that. <laughs> She's reclaiming her body. And I like her that body. she, her sister was, it was like this, I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. But at the beginning, she's like, I just wanted, she's trying to have a kid, basically. Yeah. And she's like, I just wanted to know, because she was adopted, like, what it felt like to have a blood connection. Yeah. And her sister's like, what do you mean? And then she's like, I'm adopted. But, um. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, at the end, she's like. I all like you are my sister. Like I don't, I don't need to know. I already yeah. do know, which so is sweet. like corny, but you know, I love a good sister connection. Very cute. Me too. Me too. I thought that was really cute, and I like the cutesy stuff they do with the sister flirting with a detective too. Yeah, me too. It just this is an entertaining movie. It yeah. will entertain you throughout it. Uh, the so many insane choices. <laughs> One of those horror movies too, where everyone does just like insane acts very contrary to like how actual people would act you know (laughs) in letting a you know a widowed woman who just had a miscarriage back into the house where her husband was murdered without knowing who the murderer is i know in the the detective just chasing gabriel deep into the netherworld without backup after falling out of a building he like jumps out of a building and hits a trash can yeah um so good it's just so 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 good and i never felt worried for her i was thinking of watching the invisible man where it seems like uh elizabeth what's her name the invisible holmes no no (laughs) that's the silicon valley lady what's her name oh elizabeth Uh, whatever that woman's name is when it seems like she might get fingered for stabbing her sister or she might get like she's like imprisoned for murdering someone that movie like really freaked me out and maybe i had to like leave the theater to make sure she, everything was gonna be okay but i never worried about madison <laughs> moss elizabeth moss movies. elizabeth moss yeah Jesus that was gonna Christ. bother us uh we've done that before uh, like with her in the podcast yeah, oh, with that's funny. I, don't, moss. I, I just too many elizabeths in the world <sighs> wow 
Yeah, and I also really liked the action sequences. I thought they were, like, because of the cool, like, body movements of Gabriel. Yeah. It was just very cool to watch. And I was, like, very impressed also. Mm -hmm. Gabriel also can communicate through electricity, and they never explain that, and that's totally cool. Something else I picked up on rewatch, the main doctor he kills, Florence Weaver, he steals a like a medal or a trophy from her house that Mm -hmm. says like to Dr. Florence Weaver for excellence in surgery. Mm -hmm. And I was like, surgery, she's a surgeon. Like, why was she in charge of these children? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of facility is this? Um, I guess that is weird. She is the one that's like cut out the kid in the beginning. You know it's yes. gonna be wild because from the, the beginning sequence ends with the doctor saying, "It's time to cut out the cancer," and yep. it like is very intense, super intense. Um, loved the spooky institute stuff too. I'm guessing mm-hmm. they're gonna do sequels to this movie, and they should do them about other weird kids who were there with Gabriel and Madison. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I kind of hope they don't do more Gabriel stuff, but yeah. if they do more like kid stuff based on that like weird Creepy. hospital, that yeah. would be sick. That would be sick, like the X Men, but yeah, uh, very, very silly. Mackenzie, <laughs> 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 uh, any final thoughts about Malignant? Well, do we have one star reviews? Oh, we do. Yes. All right, I'll read the first one. It was so campy in the beginning, I figured it was Zoom Out and they were watching a movie in the movie. Turns out, this was the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my mind starts playing. Uh, This one says, Malignant on these nuts. This movie sucks. (laughs) A lot of people did not get this movie in the way that we did. Yeah, (laughs) I think so too. Um, The final one is, this was god awful. It made me sad for Jimmy Wong. I don't like him now. One more sentence to make this long enough. I believe this is the worst piece of drivel ever. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. When people use the word drivel, you know they really think they got They're, something. Yeah, they do. They're know? like, I'm going to, he's going to read this. this. He's going to be trolling IMDb <laughs> like we are. So what? how do you rate this movie, Bridget? It's hard first? because, you know, like I loved it. I enjoyed uh-huh. it. It's not the best movie in the world. No. It's just, it's just very difficult for me to kind of categorize it. And really speaks to the futility of rating anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a seven. I just had a lot of fun. I had okay. a lot of fun. And I now in this dark world we live in, that's all I can ask for is to be yeah. entertained. You know? You're right. I don't, I don't want to think. Yeah. I just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um... I am going to rate it like a six because I think you liked it more than me. But I did Mm -hmm. really enjoy it and like have a lot of fun. And I will think fondly about it. Um, It was truly bonkers. And it did seem like fresh. Like it it did not seem like, like obviously James Wan has done like Conjuring movies. Like, you know, the Mm -hmm. nun or whatever. But it didn't, it wasn't, those movies, I think, to me, have gotten, like, same old, same old, and I'm just, like, tired of them, kind of. But this seemed fresh, I think, because it was, like, it leaned so hard into, like, being giallo, being kind of, like, campy, almost. And stylistic, too. Yeah. You know, like, having a style. And And being silly, too. Yeah. 
So Yeah. I want more horror movies like this. Yeah, exactly. Make horror great again. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Checklix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Toon Creek Carlson for our music. Our next episode will air on October twenty fifth and we'll be discussing <gasps> Dude! Dune How exciting is this? It's literally be? yeah, years in the making. We used to talk about it at parties in college, yeah. the book. Yeah. We 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 were like, it has to be more than one movie. It has we have to be visions. Yeah, we, yeah. We had a vision, and then, and then Bridget called that it was Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. We're very qualified to talk about Dune. Basically, yeah. <laughs> we're psyched. <laughs> we're so excited. You can follow Chickflix on Instagram and Twitter at ChickflixPod, and email us at ChickflixPodcast at Gmail. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. Check the back of your head. <laughs>